Blog Talk Radio. Haven't you heard that God, the creator of the ends of the earth, He's not weary. There's no search in His understanding. He gives power to the faint. And if you're weak, He makes you strong. Even the young men, they get weary. But they that wait on the Lord, He'll renew their strength. And they'll mount up with wings like eagles. Not no. 
Well, I want to welcome everyone to another episode on this blog talk platform. This is Brother Seth, and I want to thank you for your time tonight. I want to thank you for your time tonight. Uh, Many of you are very busy doing big things in this world, and to take time out of your schedule to be with us means a lot. Folks, tonight we're going to be dealing with current events. Um, the name of our show is Hebrew Israelites Perspective. On we're going to do something a little bit different uh, with regards to current events. We have a guest, uh, a guest co-host that's going to be in the house tonight. But yet we're going to still look at the news from a Hebrew Israelite perspective. But he will bring some current news to us to. And we'll see if that relates and how that relates to us as a people. All right. But, um, folks, tonight we are doing what we always do, trying to help humanity, trying to help humanity, trying to put out truth that make us free. We try our best to talk about things we know for sure. And I know I say a lot of times we, 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 and I probably should just say I to be very honest, because our co-hosts have a, 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 a will and a mind of their own. They're grown people, and I let them do what they want to do pretty much. So a lot of times I'll form these shows when they have a certain intention as the creator, and they'll come on and, and share what they feel the Father has for them. Sometimes it's a little bit different, and that's okay. I like people to sometimes not necessarily agree with necessarily myself because I uh, don't always know what's best uh, as far as when the Holy Spirit gets to lead. You know, we set up these shows to be a help to people, but sometimes people are really hurting, and what they're hurting with is may not be necessary what Brother Seth want to talk about. So I kind of let the co-hosts do their thing, but just know that the aim of this show tonight is really to talk about current events from a Hebrew Israelite perspective. What does that mean, Brother Seth? That just simply means talk about Hebrew Israelites from a perspective of what if the African Americans of um, the African Americans of America are truly authentic bloodline Israelites? What does that mean with regards to the news? And of course, what that means is a lot of things that have happened to them would be prophetic. Everything that's happening, I should say, should be prophetic because the Bible talks about certain things that is going to happen to the Jews, the Israelites, the Hebrews, wherever they go. The Father has said in his word that there are certain things that will happen to these people. So let's start on my little five smooth stone um, anthem. As a... talk about as we talk about the purpose of this show, the purpose of this network really briefly because we're going to bring on these co-hosts and so but folks the Five Swinstone Network is is a network of individuals with pretty concentrated on five topics uh, that was birthed out of five questions I asked the Most High years ago and those five questions of course birthed five answers and those five answers birthed five topics pretty much and uh, we talk about those five topics more than anything 
but we do address everything sooner or later that's happening to our people. We try our best to give answers to a people downtrodden at the bottom of society uh, that need answers, that need hope. But at the same time, we also put out hope for everybody because we're talking about the Most High Yah of Israel. Hallelujah. When you say that, you're just saying praise Yah. But we're talking about this Elohim, this God of Israel and his word, his scriptures and his prophets, what they have said on the earth was to happen, be it Isaiah, Daniel, all these prophets, what they had to say about our earth and things that is to be upon the Israelites. So when we talk about current events, we want to look at what is happening with these people. Now, we like to say it like this. All of the news we share Every ethnic group or every group of people, every nation can benefit from the information. I said every group can benefit from the information. As the scriptures say, salvation to the Jew first, but then to the Gentiles. And that's like, that's how we like to say it. The information we share is to the Jew, the Israelite first be it African Americans, one of the lost tribes, or any of the scattered tribes throughout the four corners that are our sister tribes that we've been broke up from for thousands of years, going through the same curses, if you will, that the Father put on them because of the disobedience of their children. There are blessings for them, individual, individually, and as a nation, if and when they turn to him. So we don't just talk about them being cursed, 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 because they can be blessed individually, one household at a time, as they submit to the will of the Most High Yah of Israel and follow the guidance of his son, Yeshua, some to Yahshua, some to Yahweh Most of the world know him as Jesus. So as we follow Jesus or Yeshua, as he follows the Father, we believe this is the best possible life known to man. And so as we share these wild events happening in our world, just know, brothers and sisters, we're trying to get a spiritual perspective on those uh, events. We're going to try our best, okay? We don't know everything. Co-hosts don't know everything. We don't have all the answers. The Father never gave any of us all the answers. But what we have, we're willing to share tonight. want to also remind you to follow us. Folks, that's the best way to get messages, uh, updates, or whenever we uh, are going to do this, that, or the other. Follow us, okay? It's just that simple. It's, it's very hard to beat the five smooth stone because we have seasoned panelists that love the Most High, that know his word, that understand his spirit, and is trying to follow, follow this Savior. Yeshua, wherever the Father instructs him. It's very hard to beat that combination. Normally you have one person talking, or you'll have, uh, you know, maybe two, and at the most maybe three, but you have four or five co-hosts uh, that really is in sync with believing in this one Elohim, Yah of Israel, 
covenant who have no equals and then we believe also in his son who he sent to the earth to die for our sins to make it possible for us to be able to stand before him you can't beat that for our brothers and sisters so they're pouring out their hearts they come on these shows on sundays i i'm doing my thing uh sharing about the book that i'm writing about white supremacy uh, going into the b- deep bowels of America, the, the spirit of America, the foundation of America, uh, the 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 the, the uh, what can I say? The uh, very fabric of America, white supremacy, and uh, it's 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 a powerful religion. It's it's just a flat out religion. There's nothing like it. You know, other people are saying they're superior here and there, but there's nothing like what this religion does to the psyche of all people including white so-called white people so we talk about that how the father wants us delivered from that and delivered from any and all evils uh, but we specific, specifically on sunday nights brothers and sisters i'm just trying to talk about following the show right now uh we we are trying to share the spotlight on this particular evil because we believe that anybody raised up in America, education-wise, I don't care if you're PhD, if you don't get your education looking at other cultures across the world, uh, looking at other thoughts patterns across the world, looking at other uh, spiritualities across the world, and you're getting all of your information from uh, pretty much 9% of the world's population, which the world today classifies white, uh, which is a social construct, but that's another comp, that's another topic. If you're getting all your knowledge and insight, all of your existence from America and its perception on everything, you, my friend, are practicing white supremacy. And there's nothing wrong with white supremacy if it was godly, if, it, if God said, this is the way it is, then there's nothing wrong with it. We don't even have to do anything. But it just so happens it's idolatry. It goes against everything that the Bible says. Does that mean that so-called whites can't speak the word of the Most High Yah? No. 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 Not at all. There are many, many, many of our white brothers and sisters that, uh, if I can say white, because y'all know how we believe on this show, but there's a lot of our so-called white brothers and sisters that walk with the Father, I believe, and that do have a word from the Father, and that do have the Holy Spirit, and, and can set you free if you will listen. So we can't just say because somebody is a certain uh, color or a certain ethnic group or a certain this or a certain that kind of people that we can't listen to them. This is why we're against white supremacy because it pretty much – is a philosophy where one group of people is dictating everything on everything. Uh, so we vehemently uh, 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 disagree with that because we wasn't supposed to be made in the image of so-called whites. We're supposed to be made in the image of Christ. And as so-called whites conform to Christ, of course we want to hear them. We want to hear them. We need them. And we need them because they are too, a mouthpiece of the Most High Yah if they are following him. So we need everybody on the earth. This is why the Bible tells us, brothers and sisters, and I'm, and I'm coming to your co-hosts, this is why the Bible tells us not to be an island unto ourselves. 
So just like the Bible tells us not to be an island unto ourselves, but to fellowship with different brethren and uh, be a part of fellowships, it's the same reason. So we we will uh, balance each other, checks and balances, if you will, because we get off on these weird doctrines. It's like America feel like they're the only ones that can tell you about anything. That's wrong. That's idolatry, folks, because you end up being in the form of Americans. You're being in the if you listen to just whites, you be you be made in the in the image of white men, and we're not on, we're not on that. We're not we don't want to be made in the image of white men or so-called black men or so-called Asian men or whatever you want to however you want to lump people up in groups. We're not supposed to be made in any man's image, but in the image of Christ. This is why I come against white supremacy on Sunday night. Then on Monday nights we talk about current events. Again, we're still talking about following the Five Minutes Zone Network, encouraging you to follow. These are the kinds of things you get when you follow us. You get a, a notice on when these shows are taking place. But uh, also, brothers and sisters, you will get uh, a notice of our Monday night shows. Our Monday night show is very simple. Our Monday night shows is current events. Hebrew Israelites, and every single one of us, our, our, our panelists are what we call Hebrew Israelites. These are so-called African Americans that believe we are indeed the people of the Bible. Now, even if they didn't believe it, they still would be Israelites, but they, it just so happened our panelists all believe we are. Now, today, we're going to have on a guest panelist. He is not, I don't think he classified himself as a Hebrew Israelite. He is a so-called, what you would say in our world, white gentleman. He don't really like those labels, not on either. But just so y'all know, what the world would say, if you saw him on the street, you would say, you would say there's a little white guy. But he has a very good heart, very smart. And that's why I have him on the show, brothers, because of his spirituality, he do believe in Christ, he do believe in the Most High. He do believe in doing what's right. He do believe in the scriptures. He believe in the Holy Spirit. He believe in a lot of prophecy. He don't go deep into that. He just pretty much is going to be talking about current events, how you look at the Democratic Party, Republican Party. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get into that. We don't know yet. But uh, Troy is uh, going to be our guest tonight. All right. And so he, he will be joining us here shortly. A few more things, and I'm going to go right into it. Actually, let's just go ahead and bring on, um, well, hold on, everybody, y'all. Just bear with me because I just have to do this. I'm trying to rush, but I have to do it. Folks, we have over 500 shows. Again, we have over 500 shows. And I want to remind everybody, if you want to hear more of these co-hosts, because we've had different co-hosts, we've had co-hosts throughout the years, uh, as well as the co-hosts we have. Ma'am, if you want to hear more of men and women of, of the Most High Yah, God, men of God, folks, you can do that by simply Googling the Five Smooths on Network and then Google Blog Talk Radio. So those phrases, Blog Talk Radio and Five Smooths Stones, and you'll get uh, that first response. Click on the first thing, come up, and you'll get uh, all of our 500 shows. It's like 21 pages, okay? All right. Also, uh, if you're listening tonight and you want to get part of the action, call us at 914-205-5590. That's 914-205-5590. Now, I've heard that some people have problems getting in on the line. Text uh, our sound guy, and he will be able, we will be able to give you a courtesy call on our um, 
on our uh, switchboard for free. Again, if you're having trouble calling the phone number, text this number and, and, and just simply say, I can't get on. Can you give me a courtesy call? And that number is 817-808-2073. One more time, text 817-808-2073, and we'll give you a courtesy call. All right? Folks, uh, current events, a lot happening, isn't it? Uh, a lot's happening. So um, I think probably the best thing we should do is just go ahead and uh, we got a few calls that's running late tonight. I was trying to buy them a little time. But I think what I'm going to do is uh, go ahead and go to our guest that's going to be on tonight. We're going to start off with our guest, do, do it a little different, and bring on Brother Troy. And Brother Troy want to be kind of incognito. We don't give out his last name, nor city. Kind of like myself. <laughs> I'm somewhere in Texas, and he's somewhere in Texas. Well, let's go to his phone number, area code. Uh, well, let's just go to Troy. Troy, are you there? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? I can hear you. We can hear you, brother, loud and clear. Say hello good to enough, the people. Good, good, good evening, folks. I'm happy to be here and be able to participate in this discussion that we've got going on here this evening. I haven't been on in a little while, and I've been kind of looking forward to coming back and participating in more of this discussion. So here I am, and I guess ready to go. Well, Troy, again, brother, I want to thank you for coming on. Troy and I talk all the time, and he is just a, I think, an encyclopedia of knowledge, uh, more so than I am. I don't keep up with the news like that. And uh, a lot of times he'll bring up things I have not heard of ever. And sometimes he bring up things I've heard of often, and he just have a different angle on things. But I like his spirit, and I think it fit right into what we're doing here at the Five Swiss Home Network. Now, another hand has went up. I don't know if this is a co-host or if this is just one of our callers. So let's go ahead. And when we have a rule, whenever a hand goes up, we go straight to that hand because we don't know how much time they actually have to hold. So Eric code 702. 381, uh, we would like to know your name, what city you're calling from, and something new we're asking everybody is how did you hear about blog, uh, how did you hear about us, okay? So, again, your name, your city, and how you heard about us, your phone number, Erico 702-381, your line is open. Go ahead. Yeah, what's going on? My name's Rick, uh, and I'm from uh, PA. Can you hear me? You're, you're from PA? Yeah, I'm from PA. My name's Rick. Okay, Rick, how did you hear about us? Uh, well, I, you know, I, I kind of followed some Israelite teachings and so forth, so uh, I figured I would check it out. I saw uh, that that was No, in, how did you hear about in, us in terms of how did you hear about this show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based? So um, I was on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, took a okay, Blog and, Talk. Uh, Got you. Go ahead, yeah, Rick. Yeah, Blog Talk, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, first and foremost, you know, uh, praise be to the Most High and all that. Uh, but I just wanted to uh, ask a quick question. Um, before, in, in the um, developmental portions of what you were saying, you said something to the effect of, uh, like, white supremacy um, and, yes. and then had this, this, this gentleman on. Um, and so I guess my question was, um, at one point you said, you know, white supremacy isn't a bad thing. I believe that's what you said. Um, and so no, I no, wanted no, no, to clarify. No. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because you're building, you're building, you're building, you're, and I want you to stay on the line. 
But when you say something inaccurate, I got to stop you, especially if you say I said. No, I didn't say it's it's not a bad thing. White supremacy is horrible thing. It's one of okay. the world's okay. biggest evils. Go ahead. Okay, no, I'm glad. I I, I just wanted to clarify that uh, because you know, um, I when I heard that, I was like, I got to call in here and and see what what exactly is going on here. But uh, now that you've clarified that, I guess my only other question was, you know, being that I'm a new listener and I'm trying to, uh, you know, learn more about about the teachings and so forth. Um, you know, I, I noticed that you also had like some some writing on the on like the um, on like the things that say like, you know, Monday night and like you, you had like different topics. And I noticed one of the topics was Biden. Do you guys talk about politics on this, on this show? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Tonight is the okay. night. Tonight is the night. Definitely. We will be talking about president Biden. Absolutely. Uh, just read, I was just reading earlier how his numbers are down on the poll. Yep. They are. A lot of people. You know, are I, know, I, know, I know y'all are going to, I know y'all going to talk about uh, about um, some of the stuff that's coming out of that committee, right? That's going to be discussed as well. I'm imagining. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we can okay, go good. ahead and get into it, uh, Rick. I'd uh, love yeah. to know your opinion on some of that. Okay, it's yeah, not Rick, a problem. Uh, opinion, we're waiting Rick. on some of the co-, co. It's Rick, right? Rick Ross, Ricky. Ricky. Okay. All right, Ricky. What do you have to say about Biden? I mean, or anything that's on your mind, what would you say the top three things? What we're asking everybody tonight is give us the top three things you think happening that's affecting our world. Uh, again, we like to wow. focus. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. Wow, top three, that's that's rough. Um, I would probably say top three, well, it, the, the whole world or the country. That's, that's a pretty That's a pretty large that's a pretty – I only get three. Can I, can I make it get five? Can I get five? Yeah, but you don't have much time as a caller. Now, the co-host is different. They can just talk about their three for uh, the next well, two hours. Well, can I get a caller? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Callers, normally have, callers at the, normally have about five minutes at the most. So since we're waiting on some co-hosts, which is rare, we're going to go ahead and give yeah. you a little bit of more time. So go ahead and share – uh, uh, what's on your heart? We'll see if we can do five, but right now let's do the three. Well, shit, I'm going on six, but I'll take it. Um, I'll I'll say three. The top three I would probably say are obviously inflation. I would probably say that's one problem. I would say that another problem is domestic terrorism. That's another problem. And then I say the third problem globally is probably uh, the fact that most people don't realize that China, Russia, and India have all decided that they are trying to come up with a comparative currency to the United States dollar. This is not good. So I would probably say that those are the top three. And I'll just leave it at that. Are we good there or should I do I still got time? Uh well when we get the calls they can comment on what you're saying. Troy, you can make notes and comment on any three saying, but I would like to comment on the last thing you said. Because, you know, uh those other three you can other two you can talk about forever. But about the currency issue with China, India, and Russia, let me ask you something. Um, if God was on the line, yeah. if God was on the line, what do you think he would say about a country that want to be competitive with another country? Hmm. Well, it depends. If God was on the line, I don't think that God would be endorsing a country coming in and busting in the door 
and just taking somebody else's stuff just because you want a specific piece of land in the world which makes you more powerful. Now, I don't think God would endorse that. Now, granted, I would say that I don't think God uh, would also endorse a lot of the things that, the, that we do here in this country. However, to be quite frank, I don't give a shit what happens with the other ones. I live here. This is my place. And so as a result, um, when I see that, that's when I'm just like, okay, well, I, you know, this is, this is foul. So to answer your question plainly, I would say God would probably say, you know, it's probably not right to just roll into some other country and start killing innocent people and bombing stuff just because you want a piece of land that makes you militarily stronger. That's my answer. Now, hold on. So you didn't say that part. You you mentioned about the monetary uh, uh, move on the money, but I didn't know that you meant that they're going to be physically doing something in another country. That's a whole other different well, comment. Well, ultimately, the reason why I say that is because it's built on that. So one of the things that has been um, been going on is that our country has been putting on tariffs and, and uh, sanctions on Russia. And so as a result, when you put tariffs and the sanctions, it makes it economically hard for them to be able to move around. So what they do is they ally with other countries to make a currency so that that way they can still survive and don't need to be relying on our currency. So all of it is to somewhat, some, some extent interconnected. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Because that's very interesting. I'm glad you brought that up, and I hope that our co-hosts have comments on that. Listen, here's the deal that I try to do, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you're on, Ricky. I really appreciate talking to you because this Pretty is a, not – say it again? I said Pretty Ricky. Um, this is what I've got to say to Americans. And I think – see, I don't think God is pro-America a pro-Russia, a pro-India. I think he's pro-Earth. And I think we have got to find a way, because they say there's enough resources for everybody. And pretty much problems come when hoarding comes. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's what they say. I don't know. The economists pretty much say there's enough. You know, we could be doing electric cars a long time ago. We could be doing all kinds of alternative things. I want to get Troy in here in a second, so Troy will coming to you. But I have problems with Americans' mindset of I don't give a you-know-what about other countries because that's all that's going to do is create wars. You know, surely we need to look out for our own. Surely we need to do things that – uh, that you know pr- protect our pro- posterity. Surely we need to think it's going to give us a future. Surely we need to look at technology that's going to help us. But I think if we can globally do it, and I know people that that word scares a lot of people. But folks, there is a God. First of all, let's just get that straight. He never ever authorized these nations. Really, the only formation of nation came at the Tower of Babel when people start trying to compete with God. If they had not been there, there wouldn't have been no Tower of Babel, there would not be all these nations. So nations actually was birthed out of greed. So I want you to comment on what I just said. Uh, then we're going to go to Troy. Right, Ricky, uh, uh, I'm going to give you 30 seconds only to respond to that because you got other comments I know. And then I'm going to go to Troy. So what do you have to say what I just said? Ricky? Okay, Troy, comment on what I just said. 
or anything you've heard from Ricky. Okay. Like like it's been said, you and I have done a lot of talking, and we've talked a lot about borders in the world and the the difference between them. I have to admit I'm a pro-American stance because this is where I live and this is where I raise my family and this is how I choose to do it. But I completely back the idea that there's got to be a better way to do it for everybody. I don't think that God would ever step in front of anybody and say, do it. You're going to, you got to, if you didn't do it this way, you're wrong. I don't think that's the thing. I think he gave us the choice. I think the difference is that people need to make better decisions universally. And I think that goes worldwide. We've obviously got a lot of things going on that really come into play for damaging people more than we do for helping people. In terms of what the young man was talking about, I say young man, he sounds younger than I am, uh, about the monetary issue is is because the American dollar has been the monetary standard in the world for quite a long period of time. And should that other countries, uh, it's already started, uh, Saudi Arabia is accepting the Chinese money to buy oil from them, but should other countries move away from the American dollar as the standard, there is a very likely amount that we are very likely possibility that our country could collapse financially because all that money that we owe, that $30 trillion or whatever, would now come due and we wouldn't have a way to pay it. All that money is owed to somebody because our treasury has been either either buying it back themselves on paper money, which means that, you know they're spending money they don't have, or – other countries have invested into buying our debt, which really doesn't benefit us personally. Hmm. Ricky, uh, what do you have to say to that? Yes. Go ahead, Troy. Finish. I think he is. He's. You know. I, I was. I was just going to say I didn't really have a whole lot that I could work with off his off his first two. I heard him say him, but then when he started talking about the monetary thing, that's where my brain went. Um, so, you know, generally speaking, we have to start making some decisions in this world that are based on what we know to be true, what we have faith in, versus what everybody is telling us. I could go on a long period of time on monetary option and stuff like that, but I don't want to bore everybody to death because I don't have an answer for that problem. Well, let me hit a little bit. Let me hit a little bit. Let me hit a little bit what Ricky was saying. Um, okay. And again, folks, again, folks, you've tuned into the Five Smooth Stone Network. This is Brother Seth, and I have a guest uh, co-host in the house tonight. It's Troy out of Texas, good friend of mine. I shouldn't say a good friend of mine, but a friend of mine for sure. And we go deep as uh, in conversations from time to time uh, off the air. And I just wanted to invite him again. This is his second time appearing on the show, and we're just talking about current events. Now, the name of our show is called Hebrew Israelites' Perspective on Current Events, and so we will give that as we can uh, how this affects 
the Israelites, how we as Israelites interpret the news. But what Troy is doing, he's pretty much coming up with topics. He will be coming up, I would say, later on with topics, and we're just kind of going to give our perspective on the topics he come up with because he, uh, I think he's a well of knowledge where it relates to current events. And so that's one reason I brought him on. But we will try to give a Hebrew Israelite perspective. What all that means is uh, those of us that feel like we are the people of the Bible, Bible says that the Jews or the Israelites will go through certain things, and what they go through will be prophetic. So there's a lot of the things we're going through, these current events that come up on this show. Is it prophetic or not? Whether Troy mentioned or one of the other co-hosts mentioned, is it prophetic, and what does it have to do with Scripture, uh, if any relevance to the Scripture? So that's what this show is designed for, brothers and sisters. And again, thank you for tuning in. Okay, so Troy um, – I want to hit a little harder this whole thing about what Ricky was saying out of uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Pennsylvania, I think he said. I think – I don't know that that's a good – this this pro-American thing, I don't know how we're supposed to look at that. I just know – you know, somebody uh, – I probably would make a good politician because I'm for the kingdom of God. I'm for the kingdom and in the kingdom, you could be living in Iran, and you're for the kingdom. You want to do good by kingdom principles, kingdom standards. In other words, there is a God, there is an Elohim, there is a Yah, a Most High, God of the Father, who I believe sent the Messiah. And you believe in the Father and the Son, right? We've talked about this, right? But just for the other people's ears, you do believe in there's the one God, at least in the Messiah and Holy Spirit and the Scriptures, correct? I certainly do. All right. Now, so and you've received that, 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 that Christ, right? So you're considered a believer, right? Again, we've talked about it, but just Absolutely. for the people here. Okay. Now, if that's the case, you and I are part of a bigger picture. It's called, as you know very well, the kingdom of Yah or the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God. In his kingdom, he has people everywhere. And he wants them to prosper. He wants them to do well. He don't want their dollar debased. He wants them to prosper wherever they're at. Now, their government, he might not like what their government is doing. That means our government as well. So in this government, he is the king, and his citizens are supposed to be marching to his drumbeat or what he says, so to speak, his will. What do you think about abortion? We do what he say. What do you think about taxing, overtaxing the people? We do what he say. What do you think about racism? We do what he say. What do you think about so-called people being categorized and compartmentalized by race? We go with what he say. How should we look at women and men? We go with what he say. So literally, it's a government within a government. And I have a hard time. I'm not trying to be holier than thou, Troy. I'm not trying to be holier than thou. But I have a hard time with red-blooded Americans saying, I don't care, as a, as a caller said, I don't give a you-know-what about other countries. 
So right. there's got to be a way we do business and then not harm Iran and not harm Iraq. Now, if well, we're doing I, something and it's going to harm the Iraqi people, I have problems with that. So kind of give me some sure. feedback on that before I build further. Okay. Well, I, I agree with a lot of what you have to say for the simple fact that I believe that you're exactly right. It is all written in the Bible, and it is prophesied out, and it is the faith that we show in God that shows that we believe that he is the most high. However, the governments of this world don't agree with that the same. In the United States, our government was founded with his name all over it. And unfortunately, I seem to think that a lot of those dukes and duchesses and those people that we call congressmen that are just royalty in disguise never really believed it in the first place, and they've used it to take advantage of the people that do believe. Hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't know why in particular that it makes a difference when people say make America great again or people say I want to take care of my business here at home. Probably because this is where we live. And in doing so, if we don't police our own backyard first, there's not a whole lot that we could do to help out the world in small terms. Now, if you're looking at big picture moves, then perhaps some of these these particular policies and stuff like that that are being put into effect can make a difference. I find it hard to believe that in America we sit over here worrying about rationing water in California because they don't have enough because of forest fires and people on one side of things. And we got people with poison water up in the north around the Great Lakes area with all those lead pipes and all that kind of stuff and damaging children. I have a hard time believing we haven't taken more effort to do things about that closer to home. Now, that being said, I'm 100% for taking a drilling equipment and going over to places like the Congo and, and, and over there. I, I mentioned that because I, I've watched some episodes of a group that did that where they go over and drill and teach the people how to drill for water, showing them the tools and how to maintain them so that they have fresh, clean water, something they've never really had since all this industrial waste in the world has managed to make its way just about everywhere. Hmm. The yeah. big thing that comes to mind about trying to do things on the global scale is there's nobody in charge, and nobody wants to be in charge of everybody else. Everybody wants their own pile because nobody could possibly, possibly be able to be in charge of it all. There is one particular individual that we hold that high, and that's God. But as it stands, he has given it unto mankind to kind of do with what they're going to do, hopefully following his rules and doctrine, doctrine and the way it goes. As I've said to you personally in conversations before, the true answer to all of it is strictly the path that Jesus strode. You could read about it in the Bible. It's the word. Praising the, the Lord on high, the Father. Unfortunately, not everybody believes in that because a lot of people want instant miracles. They want to see it. They want to, they want to ask for something, and it be delivered like 
Amazon. You know, they want to know that it happens immediately. People don't have time to wait for anything anymore. Personally, I think there's a lot of miracles that are still happening in this world. I just don't think people look for them. Yes, that's true. Be a grateful miracle. I got out of bed this morning. You know. <laughs> that's true. Well, let me ask you this. Let's hit, this hit, let's hit hard of this whole pro-America thing because, I, again, I'm glad Rick called, Ricky called, pretty Ricky as mm-hmm. he liked to call himself. Brothers and sisters, it, I just can't see Ricky's comment fitting in the kingdom. And I want to know how pro-America can you be and please the Father? How far do you go with where you were born? Should you be concerned so much for the Iraqis that when you go down to do a deal with them, you look at how they are profiting versus how you're profiting, or should you just be like, no, I'm an ambassador for the United States, I'm looking for its best interest, and if it means messing over uh, Iraq or Iran, I'll do it. Or do you say, no, I'm going to do a deal that's going to be just as equally beneficial to both sides? Is that business, or is that me? Is that wishful thinking? Can you do deals and both sides? Be happy. Troy, hit that before I Well, I think the answer to that question is that there is the possibility somebody could be happy. I think in grand terms, I don't think that we as citizens of this country really get enough information to make that decision based on what we're told. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know what's being talked about between leaders. We only know what they come back and tell us. Which I think well, is I'm, I'm, I'm mainly talking problem. about us right now, not so much the leaders. I'm talking about people like Ricky and I. How should we? Right, right. I, because we're the people that's going to run for office sooner or later. Some of us. So how should we look well, at other countries? It's basically what I'm asking. Because again, yeah. folks, we're talking about current events. Current events. You can't get no more current events than this attitude right here. Because this have everything to do with that White House and that building. This is what people are going in there for. They're trying to benefit the American people, and they're doing business with the world. And how should they do this? And then we'll switch switch topics after and hit this a little bit longer. But just so you know, this is definitely current events. Go ahead, Troy. Yeah. As far as the dealing with the rest of the world, I think that there's a certain formula that's probably followed that deals with money, and I don't think it really works on any other level. Oftentimes people say, oh, it looks good, it looks good, take a picture, take a picture. But truth be told, did it do more harm than it did good? Was it done for the right reason? And if it was done for the right reason, who made that choice? Personally, this country has changed a lot over the 50-something years I've been living in it. We've seen a lot of upsides and downsides. And currently what we're seeing, I don't know, I think it's a big ball of confusion. I, I'm beginning to 
I'm beginning to wonder who's in charge if anybody's in charge. And the answer that I'm afraid of is the worst one of all. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Satan was an excellent marketing agent. I think he started back in the in the Garden of Eden and I think it has spread and infected everything from day to one and I think right now he's probably sitting back laughing. Knowing he lost because it's been prophesied as such. But enjoying the fact that he can create so much strife and aggravation in the world and distance people from God just by pulling strings that nobody even realized he's got his hands on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, everybody, again, you've tuned into the Five Suits on Network. We're just kind of buying our time, waiting on a few co-hosts, and I think Sister Eliana is in the house. We have Brother Troy, a guest who's on now sharing his heart. Um, as I said earlier, Troy, is uh, he keeps up keeps his ear to the ground. He knows a lot about current events. And so I want him to just share some of the things that's happening in his spirit. And then we can interpret as to how that affected Hebrews, uh, Israelites in America, or if it even relates to us. Um, but I think, again, uh, like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, our, ma- our, our lives are mapped, brothers and sisters, our meaning Hebrew Israelites, those of us that are truly, I think, the Jews of the Bible. Uh, a lot of what's happening to us is prophetic. I'll say everything happening to us is prophetic. And so if you want to understand African Americans, you have to understand the scriptures. You have to understand that the Father have already said certain things will become of this people. And um, we are fulfilling that. So a lot of the news, what we call current news, is nothing more than prophecy. And what we like to do on Mondays is just hear the news and just kind of see, is this prophecy or is this just you know, and of course it's affecting all Americans, and uh, 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 um, but we like to just talk about the different news and how it affects us as well. I want to go to the phone lines and bring on Sister Eliana Batia. Um, she's in the house. Sister Eliana, uh, your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people and welcome back. Hello, everyone, and good evening. This is Eliana, and I'm good, glad to be back tonight very busy week. Yes. Um, you know, I'm just excited about uh, being on tonight with my brothers. Well, sister, it's tonight so far is just yourself and uh, Troy uh, is the co-host right now. Uh, Brother Purcell Porsche had some come up and he's going to come on later, he said. But uh, right now it's just us and we're just talking about current events. We had a very good caller earlier. Ricky from uh, Pennsylvania made some very uh, uh, good comments, and we kind of talk about some of Ricky's comments as well as some of the things on my heart and Troy's heart's heart. So again, I asked everybody. I'm asking everybody if they can share the top three things really on your spirit regarding current events. And of course, Cecilia, if you have more than that, that's fine too. But I want to go to um, Troy at this time, and and Cecilia, just to kind of give you a minute to kind of. I know you're just coming on, so I don't want to throw you in the fire yet. But just be thinking of three things that's topping your on your mind and your spirit that's going on uh, that. That's a that the that's a, again Hebrew Israelite perspective on the current news, uh, current events. So Troy, I want you to go ahead and just share 
uh, why don't you just give us one of the three, then we'll go to Cecilia and she give us one, then you give us one, until we've reached three, and by that time maybe we have more co-hosts and we can just kind of get the other guys involved as well. So what's top on your heart, uh, on your spirit with regards to current events? You know, that's a good question. And normally I could tell you a hundred things off the top of my head, but I'm on vacation and I haven't been staring at my news channels for the last few days trying to give my brain a little peace while I'm while I'm trying to get a little rest good thing. in between that's work schedules. That's a good thing to but, do. But uh, I shared something with you the other night, and I was curious if you shared it, about the uh, first African woman to be put on a coin. On American currency. Uh, I did. I found that to be a truly, I I found that to be a truly interesting thing that that in itself came up. Her name is she's a poet. Now I'm going to pronounce the name. I hope I get it right. I won't swear to because I haven't heard it spoken out loud. But her name is Maya Angelou. She became the first black woman to appear on a U.S. quarter. We're very, very. I didn't hear you. Well, very familiar with Maya Angelou, trust me, on this network. Very familiar with her. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, okay. um, just just know that we're very familiar with her. But, yes, I did share that, actually, Troy. Thanks to you. You was the first one to introduce me, just like a lot of the current events. Again, I don't keep my ear to the ground like Troy does, everybody. I mean, you know, this man have hundreds of books and probably thousands of uh, CDs, and I just don't get that deep. Uh, used to, but uh, before when Five Stone first saw, we had New World Order Watch Society. But I told y'all what happened. I got depressed from hearing so much so quickly, and I just stopped blogging for like a year. So I'm very careful now not to get too in over our heads. But I know our people are worried about this news, and that's why I thought I would do devote one show to current events. But it really wiped me out, Troy, when I had New World Order Watch Society and folks was calling in with. With, with with proof of things going on that was disturbing, and I couldn't handle it. It really depressed yeah, me. Yeah, I understand so that. I'm taken out of my family, didn't even know it, and I, I was very upset with everybody, black, white, government, and I just had to back off. But anyway, my Angelo in the quarter was great news. That's some good news, and I think it's oh, it's over. It's over uh, It should have been done a long time ago, but I'm grateful that she's on. It's a very nice quarter. It's very nice. Cecilia, did you hear about that? Did you know about that? No, I wasn't aware. Um, I wasn't aware of that. That's really good news. Uh, It's it's about time to get the kind of recognition. She's been a tremendous leader in the the community, and uh, she's a legacy and especially a role model for young women. So I, I think that's a pretty good honor for her, um, you know, keep her legacy alive. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Charlie, that was good. That was a very good uh, uh, top news thing there. So, Eliana, anything on your heart that, you, that you've that been really um, thinking about lately, uh, be it international news or national news or in your state or even in your city? Well, one of the things I was just thinking about that, um, I was listening, just listening to Christian radio here, and, um, you know, they're talking about uh, what happened with Biden going, you know, uh, over to the Saudis, and 
but more importantly, they're they're just running all of these different stories. But the thing that that they're focusing on that I was just listening to is that they're talking about the decisions in the court about you know marriage between a man and a woman, and and I was thinking about how the future generations are going to laugh us to scorn in this this generation of of people and leaders that we don't know the difference between, you know, our gender, our bodies, that we're trying to confuse the issues between marriage and, and you know, who we are as a people. And even a, a child, you know, little children, if you walk into a preschool, children know the difference between a male and a female. They also huh. know the difference between a man wearing women's clothing and a woman wearing, they, they know the difference. It's like an innate sense. Uh, you know, three-year-olds, two-year-olds know the difference. And so how is it that we grow up to be these supposed mature individuals and then we ourselves want to become confused and confuse the rest of the world? It just doesn't make sense. But um, as I was listening in, I I was hearing the brothers say about um, how Satan has, you know, he's laughing because he's pulling strings that no one knew that he, um, you know, had his hands on. And I thought that was really, really um, timely for what my thoughts were on listening because it's like this is, we're dealing with issues that are really moot point. Um, on, along the line, uh, last week I was, uh, I heard a child, this was someone sent me a clip of a child that was interviewed by Steve Harvey and about the body and, and the little girl probably four years old, said, yeah, the pelvic area of a woman is different than that of a man. A woman's pelvis is wider. You know, it has a bold shape because her pelvis is designed to expand for childbirth where a man's pelvis is narrow and the bones are thicker because his, his pelvis is not going to expand. So even in our anatomy, and that's the only bone, that's the only group of bones in the body that are gender specific is the pelvic area huh. of a male and the pelvic area of a female. And we want to sit here and, and, and create laws to confuse people about you what you feel, you know, you feel this way or you feel that way when our own bodies testify of God's creation. What more can you say? You know, what more can you say? Wow, wow, wow. But, uh, Troy, you, you have a, a, a similar complaint whenever we talk uh, of course uh Cecilia Lowry don't even know this but what's your frustration with this also because you you got something you say all the time and she doesn't even know that but go ahead and share what your concern is on yeah. this please yeah I, I've, I've I've spouted a lot of stuff on this subject because I, I find it to be one of the most frustrating ideas of all time first of all let me just say this up front I don't really care what an individual does if he wants to wear a dress, if he wants to wear pants, if if she wants to change her name. None of that stuff really is anywhere, shape, or form important on an adult. An adult can make a decision like that, just like they can decide if they want to go to work, if they want to go to jail, if they want to you know, follow whatever particular they, they've got. An adult can make decisions. The fact that they're trying to influence our children is a really, really damaging thing in my 
personal perspective on the psychology of, of what our nation is going to be. On the issue, I'm going, to, I'm going to relate this in, on the issue with the abortion thing, there's all these men going out and getting vasectomies so they can't get their wife pregnant. And I'm like, good, you know. They're not going to have children that are going to grow up in the same world as ours. They don't need to worry about children anymore. But that's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to teach our children these odd ideas because if they can get them to sink in when they're children, by the time they're adults, that confusion is just massive and nobody will ever know anything. The gender equation, male or female, it's all about biology. It's not about the, the intellect. And as such, we have spent way too much time in this country to, with, this, with this current administration trying to appease what couldn't possibly be, be maybe one I, I, I think it would be over-imaginative to say one, maybe 2% of the population. They have put that at the forefront of the American people. In the meantime, we have tremendous amounts of information that children are getting that they already don't need through the Internet. We're trying to take them while they're in school and teach them all these crazy ideas Whatever happened to t teaching them just basic stuff that will help them survive in the world and maybe be prosperous and blessed for a future? Math, English, if you will, history, you know, science, some social studies, some civic studies, these kind of things. We don't do that well. We don't even compete on a school level. When you talk about children that come from other countries that can outperform our children in America because our children are being fed all that extraneous data. And like Sister Alien said, children know. Boys have this gear. Girls have this gear. That's life. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very uh, – I know it's very dear to both of y'all, uh, but Troy, I tell you, every time we talk, he brings up this gender thing, gender education in our schools. Well, listen, folks, um, I, I'll, I'll go and, and give my, my, my top thing that's been really on my mind heavily as well, and that is, y'all know me. I'm just going to be honest. With me, Brother Seth, it's always racism. It just is. It just is. I just, it's got to be more love. It's got to be more love. Without me getting deep into it, I just feel like until we come to understand and value each other, we're going nowhere. People talk about inflation. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We have money. We can pay for these gas prices. Whether they go, they're going down right now, but. Even if they go back up, it doesn't matter. We Americans, we can pay for it. Doesn't matter. They talking about all this inflation. These malls are packed, so I don't see inflation as a threat. I, people whine because they got a pace. I understand that. To me, I don't get it. When we see each other at the mall while we shopping, we can't stand each other. We saying little stuff. We're overcharging each other. We're mistreating each other in, in the medical world. We misdiagnosing on purpose. We we are just just at each other's throat. We, we we're, we're not teaching little 
dark-skinned kids like we should over little white-skinned kids. So to me, I'm that warrior. Let it go. We gotta, we gotta have love, and we're in trouble. It don't matter what you're doing. If a family can't get together, let me just say it like this. And then we're gonna take a little short break. Without getting deep into anything, I'm not gonna go into nothing deep. I do it on Sundays, but I'll say this: it's like a family. What difference does it make? Look at the Bee Gees, who is one of my favorite groups of all time. Look at the Bee Gees. They discover wealth quickly. Everybody know they fought all the time. They had issues. I can't say all the time, but they had major, major issues. People talk about it. It's embarrassing. Barry Gibbs didn't like this one, this one didn't like that one. And it just it, it hindered their success. I think some, some of them don't even talk to each other today. That's what I mean. Look at the Jacksons. Michael Jackson's mother said, if I could do it all over again, I would not have my kids wealthy. I would not have my kids famous, she said. You know, so what, what, what's important? Is it really prosperity or is it just love? Yeah, the love and it's truly, genuinely love for each other. Prosperity is going to come. It's just going to come. It's going to be slower, but it's going to come. So I just want to, I think just, again, current events being my top thing is just that we got to get a handle on this white supremacy, all these groups popping up. You know, it's just not going nowhere because nobody want to talk about it. These 900 groups is not dwindling down. They're not taking a beating. You would think with the Internet, all the education, it would be taking a beating. It was at one point. But these churches, they don't want to talk about it. Institutions, they don't want to talk about it. They talk about it on a surface level, real surfacey. But they got to get to the root of it. And this is, is serious. It's Every administration has this problem with it. Trump had this problem with it. Biden, Clinton. It's always been this race issue. And it's just never going to go away. And it's, it's undermining our all of our efforts. So, Again, folks, you're tuning to the Five Soul Network. I have Cecilia Babia all the way from Mercy California. And I have Troy, who's incognito in Texas, like myself. And we're just swinging away at current events tonight. We had a very exciting call earlier who started this thing off, um, talking about uh, not having to care about other nations and so forth. Other, other, some have very interesting comments as well. But uh, I want to just take a little short break. And folks, we'll be right back. Uh, Brother Tor and Sister Eliana, uh, y'all okay with a break at this time? I'm good, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. no problem. All right, and Tor spoke of uh, uh, the one and only Maya Angelou having a name on the quarter. That is big news, really, y'all, because every single time people go to spin, they got to look at Maya Angelou. And speaking of Maya Angelou, here she comes as we take this little short break. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened, arisen, uh, somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, Morning, how are you? Fine, thanks in you. It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, 
there is the nobleness of the human spirit. Despite it all, black and white, Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed or celibate, we rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness affect you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like suns and like moons with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high. Still I rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes. Shoulders falling down like teardrops. Weakened by my soulful cries. Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> Don't take it so hard just because I laugh. <laughs> As if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I'll rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh, does it come as a surprise that I dance? as if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, naturally, there I go rising. Together with your bundle, you know, because your word says we are brothers. Let us be one, Lord, even as you and my father are one, so the world can see. Again, thank you for your time tonight right here on the Five Swing Song Network. But we're just hitting different current events. Um, brothers and sisters, um, I want to just, uh, again, remind everybody. Um, I haven't done enough of this reminding everybody of how we do have 
over 500 shows. And uh, many of you really like the Five Song Network. And I don't know why I haven't said this often, and some of you don't know this, but we have all kinds of shows you can listen to throughout the week uh, that's recorded where you can listen at your leisure. Just simply Google Five Song Blog Talk Radio. And that's the best way to get it without being going www. Now, just simply Google Five Song Blog Talk Radio. And the first result you get. That will be uh, our uh, list of shows, okay? Again, tonight we have on Sister Eliana Batya, all the way from Mercy, California. And I want her to also tell y'all how she, y'all can get rid of her, what she's doing. She didn't get a chance to give a little intro. Brother Troy is just a, uh, I think he's a guru. He don't say it like this, but I think he's a guru of just knowledge of uh, what's happening even though he's on vacation, hadn't been looking at the news lately in a few days, but the brother's full of uh, information going on with the government, and uh, we talk about all kinds of things. And uh, like I say, I had to take a break from the brothers and sisters. I used to do a show called New World Order Watch Society. And we was just keeping our eye on that New World Order and what it was doing, and uh, all of the different things that this government was doing, and just the military was doing, uh, keeping our eye on. Raw, raw resource, raw minerals. We like to call it. Man, on brother Joseph Johnson, he we would talk about the rubber and what's going on with the rubber, what's going on with the gold and, and certain precious metals, and who was going after what, and and just weather warfare, and just all kinds of things we talk about on the New World Order Watch Society. There you go, right there. That's one thing you can Google. You can Google New World Order Watch Society. Uh, on top of those other names, those other phrases I gave you, add New World Order Watch Society and listen to some of our shows. We went deep. And it got so much, you know, uh, my wife said I just wasn't uh, remembering the power and the grace of the Most High uh, in while I was learning what the enemy was doing. You have to be very careful. And so I got depressed, very depressed about what was happening. I got very upset with everybody, God, Satan black folks, so-called white people, so-called black folks, everybody. And I just wasn't really in a good space. So I stopped blogging. It was the first time Five Smooth Stones stopped doing shows. And it, it lasted for about a year and a half. Then we started back up. We took another break not too long ago, and now we're back. So, again, uh, thank you for following us. Those of you who have been following us since 2011, remember we have more vibrant shows. Google Files was on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, you'll be able to get that. Brother Troy, your line is open. Sister Eliana, your line is open. And Brother Purcell Porsche, your line is open as well. Uh, uh, Brother, welcome back. You've been on vacation. Brother Purcell, just go ahead and say hello to the people and just join right in there. Just take about 30 seconds, Uncle. We're already in the middle of things, please. Go ahead, Brother Purcell. Okay, let's go to Sister Eliana. Sister Eliana, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, go right ahead. I want to... I can hear you just fine. I just... uh, Let me try Purcell one more time. Brother Purcell, can you hear us? Okay, he's got something going on with his line. Um, so go ahead, sister, um, and just share whatever is the second thing that you have been thinking about with regards to current events 
again, it could be international or it can be uh, something happening in our country or something even happening in your own state or city. Please. Well, you know, another thing that's been on my heart is that there's been a lot of uh, phenomenon going on in the heavens, in the, you know, in the air. We had a real freak thing happen here in Merced uh, last month. There were, uh, it, it seemed like it was lightning, but it wasn't. It was, lo- it was in one location. There was no sound. Nothing was struck. Nothing was on fire, but it was the flash of light. Now, they told us it was lightning, but everybody was talking about it, and it was just in one location. It didn't travel like as a storm would travel. It just kind of happened at dusk, went on for about an hour and a half, and then stopped. There was no rain. There was no wind. It was really freaky. It was really freaky. So that's something that's been on my heart because the scripture says that the the Most High would show, you know, in the latter days, he would show signs and wonders in the heavens. And so people are reporting different strange occurrences that are going on in the heavens. And so, you know, to me, it's really no doubt of what time period we are living in and so many events are happening so quickly uh, that we are really in a very unique time on the, on the biblical time clock and on the calendar. But uh, I've noticed it. So I've been following some of these phenomenon uh, that are going on around the globe, you know, around the world. And in different places, things are happening. People are catching different um, signs, if you will, or wonders in the heavens, just as scripture said. I mean, more than, more so than at any other time, things are happening. There was one I saw on Facebook. It looked like there was a wave coming on, uh, upon this village, but it wasn't water at all. And the, and the comments were, it was the firmament, like the Most High talked about the separating of the firmament. But literally, it looked like it was a wave that was going to crash over. And in the video, the little child was saying, Mommy, what is that? What is that? Um, but it wasn't water. It wasn't water like, the, you know, it, it looked like a wave, but it, there was no precipitation. There was no wetness to it. There was nothing. It was just something going on in the atmosphere, and, and it really looked like it was a huge wave that was going to, like, crash over this village in any moment, but it never wow. happened. So really wow. strange phenomenon, yeah. What do you think of that, Brother Troy? Anything? That is to be honest with you, I haven't really I haven't really noticed too much information on that particular thing. That's kind of some of that is pretty new to me. I have noticed that uh, our government spent quite a bit of time recently in Congress having discussions on UFOs because there's been more reported UFOs in recent history. And as to where I thought personally that was a waste of our taxpayer money for them to spend time on UFOs. Maybe it was a phenomenon, like Sister Eliana was talking about, that maybe there was something else going on, and either they were trying to cover for it or find an answer. I don't know. That is something, y'all. That is something. Huh. Now, Sister Eliana, you got me wanting to go check that out. Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up myself. Wow. 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 Well, Brother Troy, what do you have? Is uh, anything else? I know you... There's lots on your heart, but just go ahead and try to give us at least one. 
Well, you know, it, it's real easy to get deep into all of this stuff, and we can we can we can spit a lot of a lot of information and stuff out there, and it, it all it all has a uh, an odd tie into it all. I got some stuff that when we're back together face to face, so to speak, that I want to talk to you about. But you know, some of the things that I that I have found truly interesting lately is how much a lot of people's attitudes are changing towards the government right now. There's a lot of people that literally are coming out and saying what we have in this country is not anything they want to have to deal with, whether it has to do with inflation and, you know, you know the crime and all that kind of stuff. I mean, crime instances going on that there was a, a video caught my eye just a little while ago that said a Minneapolis mom was captured. She was confronting Black Lives Matter activists because they were standing up for the person that she said tried to kill her and her children actually shot holes through her wall. The bullets went through her kitchen. And she, in her perspective, wasn't that they were doing anything wrong. She just wanted to know why nobody tried to help this this guy before this kind of stuff happened. And I thought that was a very, very poignant question. When we have these, these organizations and these things that are all out to say, you know, we're doing good for people and we're doing this, but it seems like they're kind of catching in on the tail end and not trying to do anything in front of it. Maybe that's just my take on it, but that's just kind of how I see it. Brother Charles, watching the boys there, and I didn't get all of that. Can you repeat that for me, please? Again, you know, I don't have anybody. I'm, I'm the moderator. That's why I don't like moderating these days because I can sure, do other sure. stuff. I missed what you were saying. Yeah, there was. I caught, I caught a video. It just popped up on the deal. Uh, I was looking at current events on the deal, and they were. And there was a. There's a lady. She looks like she's a, a black lady. Um, not to put a color on her, just as a descriptor. She's okay. a mom. There was apparently another fatal shooting where the cops shot a, a gunman. He was firing. Apparently he fired his gun into her home, and it went right through the kitchen, right past her kids. And she was outside yelling at, the, at all the Black Lives Matter protesters that showed up to complain about the police shooting. But her deal was, is why weren't, you know, this guy wasn't new all of a sudden. He'd been listening to loud music and Apparently all this stuff had been going on. It's why nobody, and she was talking to the Black Lives Matter activists, why didn't y'all try to do something before he got shot? Why Why are you only here after he got shot? You know, she said, she, you she know what, laid Troy, a question that, out there I thought was totally. She said, would well, you, you have know, done the same thing? Would you have stand up and complained if it was me and not some and not the other guy? That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And without throwing shade on Black Lives Matter, because I do think it is the most powerful movement of our time with regards to the masses, nothing have moved the masses like Black Lives Matter. And I don't want to throw shade on it. So we definitely need to speak out against police brutality, and we need to do it even more. But I think what you're bringing up is equally important, and that is why do we wait to police shoot a black man and then we go to margin when you got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of bloodshed, way more than those numbers. I think somebody the other it's day. It's happening every day. Street, 
there's three newspapers that keep up with all black men shot. I forget it. I know one of them is the Washington Post. So if you ever want to know how many black men get shot, I mean, whether or not they was guilty or not or acting up or innocent, Washington Post keep up with it and two other ones. And I mean, anytime a black man dies, the Washington Post finds out. So mm-hmm. what? I think the number was at 178. I don't know if it's for the year or what that number was, but I remember reading the number 178, 178 lives. In Chicago alone, probably that yeah. many black men that die in a month. That's funerals. incredible the amount. That's pain. That's people falling out of funerals, crying, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, my heart goes out to them, not being insensitive. But I'm saying, you go tell those families the 178 is more important than them. I mean, pain is relevant. All of it is it's just horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. But I just think when you've got that many people dying, there should be an outcry. You're right. What I don't like, Troy, is knowing when people say what you're saying, they're throwing shade on Black Lives Matter, and I don't like that. Black well, Lives that, Matter is the that's state not, where they That wasn't have. even my intention. No, no, that's not your intent, but I'm saying knowing when somebody bring that up, they'll, they'll, like, they'll say, well, look at the people looting, or they'll talk about something. They got all these thousands of people out there marching. They're going to talk about the two people that grabbed the TV. You were not doing that. One more time, you were not doing that. But I just want to say what you said is important, equally as important as the Black Lives Matter. That's a very good thing you brought up. And we have said, spoke out on it on this show a lot of times. Where is the outcry for the black not valuing black lives? Why don't it matter to us before we start saying what well, does it matter to other people? We need to do both. So, Ciliana, any feedback on that right there? Just that angle right there. Um. Well, we do need to do both. I think it's it's a it's a really it's a complicated situation. There's not an easy fix. Um. You know. But yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, 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 it is something, uh, brother Troy, that uh, you can bring up in the black community, and they all just kind of look at you. And it, 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 I had somebody say on this show, well, you know, it's one thing if 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 it, it, it's just the fact that they're paid to protect us, so when they kill us, it hurts more. That yeah. might have some I, I truth. I, that might have some truth to it, but I promise you, go to that funeral in Chicago and try to make that sense. I they they not gonna understand it. If your son gets killed, you're not gonna be trying to hear nothing about no. You're gonna be upset at the shooter and want him treated just like Black Lives Matter want that white cop treated. So it's very interesting, and something needs to be done about that. I don't think we need to spend a little. Hardly any more time. I will love your comment, Brother Troy, but I want to move on to some other things and get out, get that another thing okay. that's on y'all's heart. Uh, but go ahead and comment okay. on what you was just about to say, please. No, all I was going to say was is I just thought it was I, I, it had nothing to do with Black Lives Matter in the sense that they were there and going. I just had to do with there was a, there was a mother who said 
my children are black and, and, you know, bullets are flying through my apartment near my head, but nobody is facing on that. They were strictly facing on the fact that this other guy got shot. I agree with you 100%. People are very focused on what affects them at the moment. I just yeah. think that that's part of the problem. I, and I don't think that's universally thought about in general. I think that all these shootings that we have recently, speaking of current topics, all of them, 90% of these people, it's not an unknown case. Somebody had problems, somebody had issues, and nobody stepped up to help them. Maybe they can't be helped, but that was just my opinion. No, that's a very valid thing you brought up in that. It's a lot of people will congratulate you for saying that on the show because it is major, like it might be number one problem in the black community, the lack of value in black lives by black so-called black people. And speaking of a Hebrew-Israelite perspective on current news, the scripture does talk about how blood would touch blood, how the Israelites would take their lives. Remember one the, one of the greatest uh, uh, stories ever told was with Moses when trying to uh, 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 help his own people. He slew an Egyptian on behalf of his brother, his countrymen. He was supposedly Egyptian. He really was a Hebrew, but he lived his life in Pharaoh's. And I'm not teaching y'all no Bible. Y'all know this. Pharaoh grew up in uh, Moses grew up in Pharaoh's house in wealth. But he found out about his people and the pain, and, and, and he and they they got to his heart. He had a heart for his people, and one day he saw an Egyptian mistreating one of his people, and he slew it. And the Hebrew saw it, saw how he mistreated he how he slew this Egyptian. I'm sure he was thankful at first. But then later on, he saw two of his own kind fighting. He tried to break it up, and they said, what, you going to salute? You going to kill us like you did the Egyptians? It's always been this thing with us, you know, this self-hate. And, of course, Brother Seth, you know why I think it is. It was taught to us, okay? It was taught to us, so... We need some love. This is why I was talking about earlier about why we need love. It's the number one current event, brothers and sisters, brother Seth. We need love. We need to find ways to love each other. And I was sharing on the show Sunday, one of the greatest things we could do is kind of like Brother Troll was talking about Maya Angelou. You know, we need to talk about great things going on. We need to talk about, number one, who we are as a people. can't get no greater than being people of the scriptures that's the greatest thing we could ever do and once you get find out that what does that mean the the, the how the father's called us to uh, be his mouthpiece on the earth and to be his example of his love on the earth so that's got to be the, the biggest thing to find out who we are that trumps anything we can find out about africa uh, accomplishments, inventions, all that is to know that you are Israel, the people of the Bible. That's gonna, that's gonna do something to this self hate we have. I know it did something for me. And then find out the calling upon your life. What does that mean? Okay. But again, you can have all that and still not have 
the proper value, I believe, because white supremacy doesn't shut off. It, it, it keeps coming at us. But I do think the biggest blow is to find out that you're Israel, okay? I do just think it's, it's, it's the world needs to know who the people in America is, these African-Americans. And he needs to know what the Father has has asked of them and the mantle that's on their life and the calling that's on their life. You know, Troy, you and I talk about this. I'll mention this to you. Troy knows about the book. Um, but did you know that one of the callings of African-Americans is to teach, lead the other nations to the Father in a more pure way? Every single African-American, I believe, in America, most of them are Israelites. Some of them may not be, but I think most of them are. And the world is watching us. The world is watching us. I believe we're supposed to be living our life with the Father in such a way it draws all of the nation unto the Most High. Did you know that, Troy, that that's what Israel or the Jews was called to do? Did you know that? Well, I, know I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know that specifically targeted towards teaching, but it does make sense historically and, and in, in, in light of what's going on because that's what Jesus was all about. His deal was not, to, not, to, not necessarily to preach but to teach, and the words that he wanted to say were, could have been anything that you have to say, but the bottom line is that love is the way. That was not in part of anything that was going to get you anywhere forward. It was love that was going to make the difference. And if you notice one last thing I'll say, and we'll go to Cecilia. If you notice, Brother Troy, now, again, he and I had these conversations that we go way deeper than we can even go on this phone line. So Troy done heard almost everything I done said on blog talk radio, for real, almost. And um, some things he agree with, some things he disagree with. He'll let you know. He ain't scared. But my point is this. Troy and Sister Eliana, which I think she knows what I'm about to say, when you see black people hating on each other, killing each other, just know this. They learn it from somewhere. Who taught us that we wasn't valued to the degree to the degree we act out to where we would have a shootout? Even if we do have beef with each other, there's white men that have beef with each other, they owe each other millions of dollars. If anybody needs to have a shootout, they need to have a shootout. That's millions of dollars. Man, you owe me five million dollars. Nobody does what we do. Nobody do what we do. Nobody have shootouts like that. They may try to take another person's company under, and they'll laugh at each other over coffee, you know, about doing so. But this business of taking a person's life, because they owe you or you stepped on their shoes, this go to show you where our people are at. This goes to show you how bad we've fallen from this philosophy, from a people that have taught us very bad things about who we are. That's why I stick with, 
I keep talking so much about how we're taught. That's why I stay on this. That's why I just, because you're right, Troy, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of black-on-black crime. Now, that's why I'm on this. There's a lot of white-on-white crime, too. There's a lot of Latino-on-Latino crime, too. It's like Dick Gregory said, we, people don't no, normally and naturally kill their own. That's who they. That's the number one killers of white people. It's white people. The number one killers of Latinos is Latinos. The number one killers of Japanese is Japanese. That's true. But this thing's got going on in America with, with black folk. This is why Troy and I, but y'all don't know this, brothers and sisters, but this is why I tell him about something called self-hate. And I try to show him when we're talking examples of it in the news and even in, with people we know. You know, and Troy, I would like for you to talk about something you discovered with Ethiopians versus, I mean, Eritreans, Ethiopians versus African Americans. That'd be something you could bring up. But Sister Eliana, let's go to her first and find out her another thing that she find interesting in current events. And then Troy, I would like for you to share that because that was profound when you saw that treatment between. Uh, uh, Eritreans and Ethiopians, as well as Eritreans or Ethiopians and black people. That was mm-hmm. pretty profound when you okay. shared that with me. But Sister Eliana, please, anything on your heart uh, with regards to current events? Um, well, let's see. Oh, in our area here, I've noticed that there have been several heliplan- uh, helicopter crashes. Uh, there was one in Mexico. They they came to help on the border of Mexico, California. They came to put out, um, I believe there was a fire. And uh, on their way back, they were, um, their helicopter went down. I'm not sure. I kind of have a feeling it had something to do with the cartel up here in our area. It just seems strange. I believe there were eight people killed in that that helicopter crash. Then I heard uh, just this morning on my way out the door, a current event, there was uh, there were two, I think either, yeah, two helicopters that crashed into each other. I'm not quite sure what location. I know somewhere here in my area, but, you know, that's it's very rare that we hear about helicopters going down. So I'm not sure if that was related event, if there was some activity, because across the border, the California-Mexico border, there's a lot of uh, activity and movement around the drugs, and that thing is getting huge, huge, huge here in California, possibly in Texas. But I know here it is a huge, um, you know, highway for getting drugs into the country, into the streets, and there are more. We're seeing more and more and more Hispanics come across that border, not just from Mexico. They're coming in from Honduras and you know, Nicaragua and all the other places down south, they are coming in through that border gate. And even I'm noticing that there's a lot of migrant workers, like every day now I'm starting to see like large groups of males just like early in the morning walking, backpacks. It's like where are they going and how did they get here, you know. But um, on the news a couple of days ago there was a, a large a truck, a refrigerator truck, I think, and they found a lot of dead bodies. I guess they couldn't get out or the heat because we've been having heat waves. 
They found a lot of dead uh, men, got dead bodies in those trucks that came across the border. So things are happening. I mean, these are concerns I have because I live here in California. I live in the Central Valley, and and from the from the 99 corridor, it's you got um, San Ysidro, you got Mexico, you got Tijuana, then you cross into San Ysidro, you've got um, you coming up to Tijuana, you know, then San Ysidro, then coming up into L.A. and all of that coming all the way forward on that 99, you're going to hit into these valley towns like Merced, Madeira, uh, Chalchilla, um, Bakersfield, coming up towards like you're going to go to Sacramento. So they're coming, and they are here. There are uh, more and more and more and more and more uh, people. And I was wondering why they are coming to America. But here's what I found out. All of these South American countries, they are considered the Americas. These people are actually considered Americans. And that's something our government is not telling the truth on. They're as much American as we are American, uh, living in the United States of America. But those South American countries are also considered Americans, and they are from the Americas. And that is why they're coming into the United States, because it's the seat of power for the Americas. And that's why they are coming, because they are coming to the seat of power when our government has put corruption, you know, has organized crime in all of these South American countries all the way down, you know, to the, um, I believe, the Pacific Ocean. They have orchestrated these these cartels, these crimes, but it's out of it's out of the government's hands now because people got smart and they started wanting to make their own money instead of paying off the government. And this is why there's this big war on you know drugs and crime because America um, has lost control over the monsters they created, and now these people are walking into the United States to get to the seat of power for their opportunities for our system of government, for our um, help that we get, we provide to our citizens, but they too are Americans. So that's what I learned lately in just my research and asking around that the, they're Americans coming across the border. They're not aliens. They're not even illegal. They actually are Americans. So this is, you know, our government is pretty tricky, tricky nation. Wow, wow, wow. That is something. Gonna need a parachute to go down that deep well. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, I bet you are concerned. I'm in Texas and I don't see you, what you're saying, but it could be because I'm looking in a different direction. And it's probably right in front of my face, and we don't need to <laughs> see it because I, I'm right here. You know, Texas is, you know, as everybody know, borders Mexico. But very interesting. Hopefully it's nothing there, but it's very interesting, especially with those helicopter crashes. Well, I want to say this, uh, and then we can, we can pretty start wrapping up here. There's so many things going on, and sometimes it's depressing to talk about the same things over and over. That's why I didn't want to talk about the homosexual agenda at all. I didn't want to go down racism too much, too deep, deeper than I already did, which I did. Because you can't get around this monster. But I found some very interesting. I was just sitting here listening to Sister Eliana talk, hoping that, my God, that's pretty horrible. 
And I, I ran across something that says the five top issues facing black America. I already have my list that I have on the show uh, talking about the polls and Biden and gas prices and all this, but this is very interesting I ran across, and I thought y'all may find this interesting. It's the five top top issues facing African Americans. It's a good time to wrap up this show with this, but I, this is just something I want to just mention, these five, and then I want uh, brother, uh, uh, brother Troy to jump in here and uh, let us know if you have any more, and then Sister Eliana, she had more. But I just thought it very interesting. I'm just not going to get into either one of these. I just want to mention the topic. Number five, this person put out this. I don't know if this is a group of people uh, put this out, but they feel like the top five issues facing the Hebrews or the Israelites or African Americans are these. Number one, the victim mentality. The victim mentality. All right? Black people seeing themselves as victims is the top or the bottom five. They have five issues. And they say that this is the, the this is part of the top five. That's pretty interesting. I'm thinking that could be a part of the top five. Never even thought to think about that. The number four uh, is the lack of diversity. Now, that goes back to racism. I told you you can't get away from racism. But we won't go no further than just a lack of diversity. Number three, urban terrorism. Brother Troy brought that up. He was spot on. Urban terrorism, black-on-black crime, how it's just skyrocketing. And then there's this new thing. I'll provide a, a side note for that. I don't know if y'all notice or not, but there's a lot of people that's just boldly going into stores and just robbing. So It's so bad to cops don't do anything. If there's a mall cop, they don't do anything. Because there'd be like eight guys. So when they come in, they rush into a jewelry store. They take everything. It's been going on all over the country. Or they'll go into Walmart and they'll take all the meat, enough meat to fill a basket, and they just leave. Walk right out the door. Walmart policemen or anybody can't do anything. If you say, holy, wait, to eight guys, three of them might have a weapon. So they just don't do nothing. I don't know if y'all been hearing about it, but it's it's pretty crazy. Have y'all been hearing about that? I've seen the, I've seen uh, seen things on the news about it. So, Eliana, you've heard about that. You know, uh, not in uh, that with me, but here in our area, they've been going into the mall and just taking jewelry, expensive jewelry. They smash windows. They'll go in like with a hood on. And you know they're African Americans. They're they're African American young people. Uh, body shape, mannerism. I mean, you can tell. Yeah. And they're coming in, masks. They're hooded, and they're going in, taking stuff, and running out. Matter of yeah, fact, it happened. It was said. It happened in my town. Uh, I was uh, a few, like about I think last year. Somebody goes, "Oh my gosh!" They put on Facebook, and I know the person. She was at the mall with her um, her daughter, 
and she goes and she and she showed the clip. They went into uh, one of our jewelry stores, which we don't have very many in Merced, and they went and did a walked in, did a smash and grab, took everything and ran out of the mall. Yeah, it, and it was crazy again. Again, why am I bringing this up, folks? You can't get no more current event than this. I mean, we got to really address. And I'm going to mention other two here because we talk about five top things. But this materialism should be on this list. It should be on this list because among African Americans, whites have it too. So-called whites and other ethnic groups, they're materialistic too, for real. But if you have that low self-esteem that our people are going through because of the teachings of white supremacy, the only reason why they would think lower of themselves, who told them? They have to be that. But if you mix that, see, whites have materialism, so-called whites, if I can, and I probably shouldn't be categorizing, but y'all won't know what I'm talking about. If I say Africans with less pigmentation, you don't know what I'm talking about. So for time's sake, as we're wrapping up here, they are materialistic too, probably even bigger. But they don't value themselves low as so-called African-Americans. So they'll be materialistic in work and and, and and be acting out in another way. But when you're materialistic and you have low self-esteem, this is what creates these mindsets to go into a mall and do these kinds of things. It is crazy. They have one in Cincinnati. Y'all have to see it to believe it. Two cars pull up, nice cars. I kid you not, it was about 13 guys. They went into Jerry, one of them top jewelry. They cleaned out every single piece of jewelry there, and employees were just standing there looking at them. They didn't feel threatened because they weren't waving guns, so the employees weren't. They, they just basically said, we're going to take this. Don't you do nothing. I don't know if they, they didn't, the, the video didn't show them waving guns, but the mall security saw them. He didn't do nothing. I thought that was the crazy. Then I saw it again in Detroit. I saw it somewhere else. I saw it somewhere else. Then I saw these black ladies. They didn't have on no hoodie or nothing. They were showing their face at Walmart, and they just took this meat. It was people talking to them. They weren't sitting to nobody. And they car. I thought that was the crazy. People is, I'm telling you, it's materialism, and it's panic. And you can't hear too much negativity because it's making people feel like they can't make it. It's desperation. But I thought that was interesting. So let me just finish this list so we can wrap up the show. Number two was a uh, uh, proliferation of baby mamas. <laughs> this right here is, is got me. It should be on this list. This article is talking about the disintegration of the nuclear family. Folks, it's the baby's mama mixed in with what Sister Eliana was saying about the sexual the sex sexual confusion. Our nuclear family is in trouble. Brother John, he's not on tonight, but he talks about how he does these mortgage loans. And a lot of times people are coming to be two women, and he was talking about how the, uh, how the one – anyway, without getting too deep into that. But, y'all, this is something we need to be praying about. We need to be praying about this. We need to be praying for all people. But our people is really, that nuclear family is being threatened. 
by this sexual revolution that's going on. We've got to return Israelites back to these laws and the way the father look at honor was saying, Sister Eliana was saying about gender. We we can't pussyfoot around with this. We got to be very bold and say, you know, when we see the homosexual children acting out, we get to be we have to be bold with this. And it's bigger than the African American community because it's it's uh, Europe is just way out of control, way ahead of America in this perversion. But our, it's, it has come to the homes of African Americans, just as mostly majority of our listeners. That's why I'm talking like this. But it's really all Americans need to not play with this thing, y'all. It's serious, serious. If anything going to threaten African Americans and what God the Most High put on us to do as Israelites, it's this right here. This sexuality is no joke. How are you going to go forth as a nation if you ain't no nation because everybody's gay and we're not even promoting life no more? Sexual confusion and this baby mama drama among our people is major. He has that as number two. And number one, Brother Troy is going to like this. Number one is this unquestionable allegiance to progressive policies, some of the democratic liberals. <laughs> This guy feel like this this group of people, this panel, whoever wrote this article, feel like this is black folks' biggest problem, not holding these people accountable, you know, this unquestionable leadership, allegiance to progressive policies. I'd like to know what y'all think of that list. So, Cieliana, I'd like to go to you first. Again, number five was quickly the victim mentality. Number two, lack of diversity. Number three, um, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. The victim mentality, number five. Number four, lack of diversity. Number three, urban terrorism, black-on-black crime. Uh, Number two, uh, the proliferation of of baby mamas and the sexual confusion. Number one, unquestionable leadership, unquestionable allegiance to progressive policies with regards to the Democratic Party. What do y'all think of that list, uh, Susie Eliana? Wow, that's pretty deep. Now, do, what do you want me to do with that list? <laughs> Make uh, do, you think, do you like it? Do you do you like the way he worded it? The the number? Do you think number one really is that? Or I mean, I know I just this was five of them, but. Do you, do you, would well, you, you, would know you pick what? another? These are, these are real serious issues in our community. It really, really are. Because our community, first of all, we our community was violated and raped from, you know, back in the earliest time of time. We were left disenfranchised. We were left confused. Um, they, our families were torn apart from the very beginning, grilled strong bonds were never really able to be developed, except for a small, a certain period of time, you know, a little bit after slavery. Then all of a sudden they came in with the New Deal and the welfare program, and that further destroyed our our system of family. I mean, this nation it has a heavy price to pay before the most high for the damage that it has created in our con- community, particularly because all of these things were systematically targeted upon the African-American community to destroy, to obliterate, to nullify, 
to take away the power, the authority, the identity, the strength, the hope, the faith, the willingness. It didn't kill us because we have the most time. Any other nation would have probably been non-existent today. They would be telling stories about them. They'd have wooden carvings of us standing in their yard about this once people. But they underestimate the power of the Most High in all of that, and we still survive. However, Scripture is being fulfilled. Many of these things were foretold as what would happen to the generation of those that went into captivity, those that, you know, um, in Deuteronomy chapter, you know, uh, 28, um, Leviticus um, 26. uh, 26. These things were spoken of that would happen would befall our people. And now understand, you know, the scriptures that said the Most High will only save a remnant. And I used to wonder why, you know, after all we've been through, because we were going to go, we were going to become, and I, and I don't use profanity, but i got to use this profanity. We were beco- going to become wicked as hell. We were already, before the Most High chose us as a nation, he already described our nature as a, a people. He told us that we were the worst of the worst in the beginning. After we went through, we became the ultimate worst of the worst. Those of us who do not know the Most High, we have become even more vile. We are, we've become the most violent, the most, you know, everything. And whatever we do, the other nations start to mimic and imitate us. We are the ones who mock God. We are the ones who... Uh, poke fun so at a religious system. So we are so we are the ones who do that. Um, all of our comedians have gotten up, and one breath they're giving thanks to the Most High, then next breath they are mocking everything about the church system, of everything about our experience, our salvation experience, making light of it, making jokes of it, you know. And we have done that. We have done that. We have stripped ourselves of power. We have stripped ourselves of honor. We have stripped ourselves of authority. Even though we were under oppression, we still did ourselves and our children in. This is the reason the Most High is only going uh, to acclaim a remnant, because it's not many of us are worthy of the redemption. It's just unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, but not many of us are worthy of redemption. And I hate to say it like that, if the Most High would have chose any other nation, any other nation would have outshined it. Sister out Leon, let me say this really quickly. Again, uh, uh, I have to interrupt here. Uh, folks, if you listen to us and you tune in uh, by clicking on the link, you didn't call the show, you clicked on the link, you have to call the show right now, 914-205-5590. One more time, you have to call the show to continue listening. We're only going to go a few more minutes anyway, but 914-205-5590. Go ahead, Cecilia. Aliana. So yeah, I mean, I, I these these five things. There's probably others, but our community has been become a lost community, and we, you know, the most high said we are already a stiff neck and a stubborn people, and um, we, you know, it's just the most high. Those that are going to be obedient, and you know, this happened before in our ancestors when they came out of Egypt. What happened? What happened with the golden calf incident? What happened? Moses went up the mountain a little bit. His brother, who was there, knew everything. 
knew everything, allowed the people to make a calf and start worshiping it, and they were committing, they were doing bestiality acts and per, per, doing perversion around that uh, that beast. It wasn't that they were just lifting up to it. They was they was going wild out there. And when Moses came wow. down, that's why the Most High said, your people told Moses, get down from the mountain. Your people have corrupted themselves. And they had <laughs> to slaughter them. They had to go through and literally slaughter family members because they received like a demonic, wicked spirit. Because Moses, you know, our, our I don't want to get too deep, but the community is like little children. And you know what? The Messiah said that. Yeshua said it. He said, you guys are like little kids. Hype it, you know. Play for me. Sing for me. I mean, the mentality of our people sometimes needs a lot of help, and we are still that way. You know, it, unfortunate. They were that way back in the day of the Messiah. They were back in that day. They were that in that mindset back in the day of Moses. So, you know, we're still that way. We we rather have fun and folly and foolishness over things that are important, things that are you know, healthy, true, things that build us up. We'd rather do the dozens and fool around and laugh and, and, and play games and joke and, and, and attend to folly uh, and things that don't matter, putting gold in your teeth. When you don't, you know, when you get cavities under the gold, what happens to all that? That's a waste of putting gold in your mouth. I mean, it's just stupid <laughs> stuff that we do. It just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. And, you know, our people, it's shameful. Some of the stuff that we do is really shameful. It's very shameful. But, yeah, these are these are things that are addressed, you know, um, that we need to deal with. Uh, I was going to say I saw something, uh, a woman. Oh, did anybody see that on Facebook where the woman goes through the drive-thru and because they didn't give her ranch, she went in through the drive-thru window, into the kitchen, snatched the, you know, demanded the ranch, and then as she was getting back into her car, she starts twerking right at the window uh, and gets that and climbs back into her car. Who does that? You'll never see you know any what? other you'll I, never see I, any I other see person that. do that. I've never I didn't see that, but that sounds like a social media trying people doing all these crazy things for likes now to, to go you can make a million dollars if I'm not going to say a million dollars. You can make a lot of money if you go viral. People have gotten discovered going viral. So now that's the thing. Now do something stupid. So I don't think she was – I think she was crazy for doing all of it. But I'm letting you know there's a reason she did something so wild. That's just too much. That's way – Well, what about the young ladies that coming through the terminal get upset with uh, some of the uh, flight workers and start fighting them in the in the airport. <laughs> you know. Wow, 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 wow. You know, some of the stuff that we, and, and, and it comes out particularly of our community, you know, some of the things like the snatching and the grabbing, the running and getting, like you said, the material things. What for do you need that? Why? Why do you need that? What is, is What's it I can tell you like this. I do understand them. I don't agree with them, but I understand that mindset. It's immediate gratification. It's what happens. I grew up in the projects, brothers and sisters, and I know the feeling of wanting to be 
If you buy it, that's why it's so important to materialism, because once you buy into it, that couple with the white supremacy, again, we ain't no worse off than other people. They have the same materialism, but they just don't value themselves so less to do something so silly, some of them. There's always exceptions to the rule on both sides. But we have this low self-esteem. A lot of times we don't know how low it is until we see something like that. And you say, you really believe? Y'all really want wealth that bad to where you go into a mall and just snatch it? Yes. So we're seeing how sick people are with this materialism. That's why I've been saying on this blog since 2011, we really got to attack it. And I know, you know, I'm going to say something, wrapping up the show, y'all. Please forgive me. I'm trying to keep it two hours, y'all. But I, I talk to my children all the time because they here's their arguments, Sister Elena, and we getting we getting in third gear at the at the end here. But their thing is, y'all dropped the ball. Y'all were broke. Y'all work hourly. We ain't having it. We don't work on nobody's job. The young people that's breaking down and working. And Troy and I know this for a fact. They don't work with more with ethics. They show up when they want. You you cannot. American Airlines have changed their policy. Lots of companies have changed their policy where you can't be on your phone because these young people say, "Okay, no phone, no me." They have to be on their phone, and American Airlines relaxed their policy. They relax their policy about earplugs, having the earphones on, because these young people feel like, look, they barely want to work. So when they come, you got to cater to them. As you do, Nick, you're not going to have nobody. There's only so many people over 40 and 50 that works. You got to hire these young people, and they have a whole new different mindset. It's materialism. They all want to be like the Kardashians, all want to be rich. And they're not selling for nothing less. And some people say, well, that's good. That's great. At least they're not like the old generation. No, it's not good. It's not great. We're seeing how sick it is. It's sick. They want fast money. They want it now. And they're going to talk about residual income to you. They're going to make you feel bad because something, not me, but they, they, they talk. I, I talk about I, 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 We're going through it in our family. Other families go through it. On my job, I talk to people. They're going through it. These young people feel like we were slaves. We're just slaves. All this working for the white man. They, if they do come to work, I'm telling you, they have a major attitude. They feel like y'all owe me. Take nothing off nobody. So part of it, part of what they're saying is true, but they don't. They don't want to wait. They don't want. The Bible says, "Money gotten in haste, hands will not be innocent." That's my favorite scripture for them. You, fast money ain't going to never be innocent. It's just the way it is. Money, wealth comes slow. And there are exceptions to the rule. People go invent something. They get, you know, a million dollars for one invent. It's true. But for the most part, wealth is a slow process. And they ain't trying to hear that. So, Sister Eliana, it does not shock me that they're doing what they're doing. I still think it's crazy. That's two left shoes. But these folks, they're not trying to hear me. They feel like old school, you can't tell me nothing. You don't worked all your life. How much money you got in the bank? I live better than you. I drive a car better than you. And if you if they sitting there pull up with with a beamer or something and you trying to talk this talk, 
they're looking at you upside your head. If you have got to come at them in another angle and be like, look, number one, you're cheating life. You have to, you have to take care of your body. You have to take care of your spirituality. You have to have friends that are true. Y'all have all these cutthroat friends. Uh, y'all, y'all, y- your self-esteem is based upon Facebook and Instagram likes. You're building your family. You got to really attack them all. You got to really talk to them because they feel like money is everything. And most of us, to be honest, some of us older people, we feel the same way. That's why we can't handle them because we feel like they are successful. They got more money. They got a million dollars. And I say, well, no, just because somebody got a million dollars, they don't mean they're successful. And it don't mean they can, They need to even be in my presence talking to me. Some of these, some of these millionaires think it ain't worth a quarter. They're just not worth a quarter. They're just worth a million dollars with regards to the financial world. But in terms of ways the father see them, some of these millionaires can't talk good English. I can go on and on and on. We wrap up the show. So, C. Eliana, any comments on what I was saying then, Brother Troy? Because since you brought it up, any comments on what I just said, then we'll go to Troy and wrap up the show. Yeah, I understand, you know, that fast, that fast money, trying to get that, and it's all really vain, you know. The way I see it is vain. To me, it's like my other issue, <laughs> pet peeve, is all of the fake, you know, the fake, 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 and the fake. I mean, I can't stand yes. the fake hair, weaves, nails, eyelashes, the the fake buttocks, yep. and all of the fake. It's just, it's just so fake, and the problem is that, it's okay with enhancing your beauty. I'm all for that. However, when when you rely completely on the fake, then when you pull that stuff off because you have to pull it off, then you don't like yourself. You don't like the real you when you when you rely so much on the fake. And so, to me, that's where a lot of our females are in the in our community. And then if they if people do get a little money, it's the it's the it's not having the proper, uh, like you said, the value system uh, there to, to appreciate things. They're going to go through the money as fast as they got the money. And they're going to, it's like, a, it's like putting on, you know, I spent $3,000 for a weave. I can only wear for up to a max six weeks. But there's 365 days, you know, uh, 52 weeks in the year, and you can only wear that for six of the 52 what is really going on? That's the problem I have. And it's not just that in our females. It's the, it's the lack of males wanting to be married and wanting, you know, just so many issues. I don't want to go there. But there's a lot of work of self-esteem, and it really boils down to self-esteem in our community uh, to, in order before, you know, and then the not even really knowing the most high correctly. So you, you asked the question, where did it come from? It came from our, our, our popular culture and the music. Our young artists have painted a picture of emptiness for that young generation that uh, 15 years ago, they heard all these songs about money and, and this and that, this and that, and they saw all these, you know, women. Independent Woman by Beyonce. Uh-huh. <laughs> And, they, and all of these pop leaders have led our community, not just our community. I see it out here in the other communities as well, especially the Hispanic community. It's, it's walking lockstep in our footsteps. I mean, we, when, I, when we move, they move, and it's just like that. 
They listen to all the same songs. You're starting yep. to see it in the females. You're starting to see it in the males. The same attitudes that we have as African Americans, and the and the the lawlessness, and the carelessness, and the and the super um, materialism. They're doing it just like us, except that most of them don't have to put on the weave because they already have long hair. But everything else fake. They're doing it just harder than we are. As much they're trying to take that culture. So we have led the way, and we have, and this not, and not too far behind them is the Hmong culture out here. These are all your Asian Pacific Islander people. They are. You can't even tell if you hear them talk. You would think you're talking to, you know, Jay Z, Beyonce. If they're all following that popular culture, you're follow, They're following that pop culture, so they're starting to perpetrate the same crimes in their communities upon their elderly. Upon their, they're doing exactly what we're doing. Israel is still leading the way, but where in the heck are we leading the people to? Powerful, powerful, powerful. And I know we can just. Um, the show is really taking off now this last 20 minutes here. But listen, uh, folks, we got to wrap it up, but there is hope. The hope is shows just like this where we talk about the most high period, where we, where we take the word as a uh, magnifying glass and, and like we're calling it out. It's materialism. It's not good. You got to live a wholesome life. You can't just be about finances. You got to have your friends got to be you got to have peace of mind. you got to have a good health. and We're just trying our best, folks. So hopefully we hit this hard tonight talking about, again, Hebrew perspective. We're trying to just from Hebrew Israelites give a perspective we've had on, we have, we have on Troy Guest, who is talking about some current events, uh, helping us out with uh, even more current events and just trying to code and decipher through all of this. Hopefully y'all learn some learn some things, not just what the problem is, not just what the problem is, but the solution, which is the Most High Yah, returning to him, returning to his laws. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be in health. He wants us to live long lives. He wants our community safe. But we have to do it his way. <laughs> Folks, listen, uh, Brother Troy, I want you to go ahead and have last words, and then Sister Eliana, last words, and we're going to wrap up this show quickly. Okay. Well, all I can say is, Sister Anliana, you make me need a parachute. You get pretty deep on them holes you dig in there. Uh, <laughs> I agree with a lot of what you're saying. <laughs> I think that there's there's probably a – my personal perspective is that uh, even for those of us that are melanin challenged, I think that poor people in general deal with a lot of those same exact issues. So I grew up that way, and I understand a lot of those issues – uh, just not quite from the same pers- same individual perspective. Uh, I believe that babies are raising babies. I think June Cleaver came out the kitchen, and children became latchkey kids, and they never learned what it was like to be an adult from their parents. And a lot of the parents set up bad examples because they had to struggle so hard to try to make it and go forward. Children decided they didn't want to live that way. So I call it babies raising babies. Not enough grandmas taking them kids to church. That's the biggest part of every bit of what was just said. Everything of that could be fixed if people just had Jesus in their hearts and believed in him. Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful last words. That's very good. Can't come can't really come behind that. Uh but Sister Eliana would love to know your last words as well. And then I would like 
to do something a little different, I want to offer a word of prayer because we're very serious. We're trying to help our people. And some people tune in and they, you know, they want to know what's going on. And, and it's a lot going on, folks. We didn't touch the surface, but we tried. Uh, so um, I'd like to see how I'd like for you to pray, if you don't mind. If you mind, I'll pray. But okay. I just want to yeah. give final words. I don't mind. And could, uh, um, I remember your mother prayed such a good prayer the other day. I still remember her praying. <laughs> yes, but, uh, she did. <laughs> I want you to go ahead and offer you your last words and just offer up a word of prayer for not just the Israelites, but those nations listening who we're supposed to be leading to a pure, clear form of worship. Please. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, my last word is this. You know, we have a responsibility. We have to remember that we're sowing seeds all over the place. And whatever you sow, if you understand the concept of farming, whatever you put in the ground, no matter what it is, the fruit that comes out of that seed is always much more abundant. And we have to remember that the seeds that we're sowing, no matter what they are, no matter what nationality, what race in America, if we're sowing seeds of hate, we're going to get a harvest of hate out of our children, grandchildren, and people around us. But it's going to be so numerous that if we ever have a change of heart, we're going to be horrified by what we spawned. We have to be very careful what we're doing. We have to be very mindful. We are the keepers of this earth, and we have to be good stewards. Um, this this world is very quickly on the brink of imploding and destroying itself. And, again, I love it how my brother said earlier, Satanists behind the scenes laughing because he's pulling strings that nobody knew he had access to. And I think that's profound. And with that, I'm going to say a prayer. Uh, Most High, we just give you praise tonight and glory. We thank you that you would open the eyes and the understanding of all of those that have listened tonight who will listen and who are listening via the archives. We thank you that you would bring forth understanding and wisdom. There needs to be a change in our direction in this generation. You are looking for those that are responsible. You are looking for those that are capable and qualified and who have set themselves apart. You are looking for those that have clean hands and a pure heart who have not lifted up their souls unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. You are looking for those men and women of integrity who will be able to stand, who will be able to take on the mantle of leadership and authority in the earth and to help us come into a place of right standing with you. And so tonight I pray a prayer covering and a blessing over every hearer present and archived here that your spirit, your ruach, would touch and minister to them and bring them into another understanding. And for this, we give you praise and glory in the name that is above every name, and that is the matchless name of our Messiah, Yeshua. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Well, sister. Thank you, Brother Troy, for that. Hallelujah. And Sister Eliana, I say the same thing. Hallelujah. Praise y'all. Thank you for that prayer. Y'all, thank you for your contribution tonight. You both brought up some very key current events, and I thought we shared here and there the Father's perspective on that. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this show. Uh, thank you all again. I really appreciate that, okay? All right, Brother uh, Troy. Thank appreciate you. Yes. 
So everybody, that was, again, Brother Troy uh, out of Texas and Sister Eliana out of Mercy, California. I'm somewhere in Texas. And, again, we want to thank you for tuning into the Pastor Song Network. I'm Brother Seth. And um, I love every single one of you, as I say. And there is really nothing you can do about it. Folks, Thursday, 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 open forum, open forum. Can everybody say open forum? Open forum is happening, and you don't want to miss what is coming your way with the open forum. So I'm going to go out with Phil Driscoll. This one is called Warrior, Phil Driscoll. Very powerful song for what we just talked about. And we'll see you on Thursday when it's an open forum with uh, our panel. We'll be definitely be in the house again. But I'm going to see if Brother Troy can join us again on Thursday as well. We'll see. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.